Matthew chapter 14 this morning. Matthew chapter 14. Wasn't that wonderful? What a beautiful song service. What a beautiful special. Uh, you know, I, I thought uh, this week, I prayed about what the Lord wanted me to preach today and I always tried to preach within the theme, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, different events. And uh, the Lord just led me away from a Father's Day sermon, but all the songs today uh, ensured that I was doing the right thing because I didn't talk to Brother Chuck, he didn't talk to me, uh, but the Lord harmonized it all this morning. And I'm glad when he does that because I don't want my will here, I want God's will here. And we need his will done this morning. Y'all glad to be here? Y'all glad to be saved? Isn't it wonderful to know Jesus? I, there's not a greater thing to have in this world, not a greater possession than knowing the Lord uh, I do want to mention before we get started, I have a, a prayer request, I have a plea. As you know, we're in talks of building a new building. There's been different things done. The next stage that we're at right now is we're trying to determine where to put this sanctuary. And I'm going to be honest, I've heard of a lot of opinions. I told the men this morning, I heard a lot of, you know, I think this and I think that. But it don't matter what we think. We need to have the Lord's will done. Amen? And praying sometimes, I'm as gifted as anybody. I get generic in my prayer. Lord, just take care of it. You know, we need to get specific sometimes. And I want to ask you all to do us a favor. I want you to pray specifically, Lord, show us where to put this building. Would you all do that for me? Lord, show us. And I believe if He lays it on my heart, He's going to lay it on your heart. If He lays it on your heart, He's going to lay it on my heart. Let's pray specifically. If we ask, He's going to open the door. He's going, he's going to give it to us. So let's do that. I want to encourage you to help me with this. If you would stand at this time for the reading of God's Word. Matthew 14 and verse 15. And when it was evening, His disciples came to Him, saying, This is a desert place. And the time is now past, and the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. They took up the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men beside women and children. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the story that we have read this morning. Lord, I am thankful that when I read this story, I am reminded of your power. I am reminded of your ability. I am reminded of your authority. Lord, your power and authority is above all. And Lord, as I am reminded of this story this morning, I am reminded that you can do anything. And I am glad that when we are hungry and when we are in need, that you can provide for our need. And I'm glad today as you feel those people to, in that day, you can fill us today. Thank you, Lord, that you can fill us. Lord, thank you for filling me up. Thank you for giving me everything that I could ever ask for, that I could ever dream for, Lord. Thank you for providing so much for me and for us, Lord. Lord, I need your help this morning. Lord, I want your will to be done. Lord, I pray that I would be humble. I pray that I'd be responsive. 
responsive to the leadership of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, I want your will done this morning. I pray souls would be saved. Lord, I pray that souls would be rekindled. Lord, I love you and I praise you. And Lord, as you fed the multitudes that day, feed us today. Fill us up this morning. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning on the subject when the bread was provided. Very simple subject this morning about when God provided. The thought came to me, uh, the idea came to me of talking about the provision of the Lord. And the very first story that I think about when I think about God providing is I go to this story. Another story that I go to is in the Old Testament when Abraham poured out his heart and he poured out his life for uh, a son. And he prayed and he did everything for a son and God finally gave him a son in Isaac. And we know the story, but God said, I want you to go to the mountaintop and I want you to go and offer a sacrifice. I want you to take your boy with you. And we know the story. And if you remember, Abraham took Isaac there and he laid Isaac upon the altar. And there that day, Abraham was fixing to offer his son as a sacrifice before the Lord. To me, there's no greater picture of faith in the Bible than what Abraham took his son and laid him upon that altar. That's how much he loved God. That's how much he adored the Lord, that he was willing to give Isaac back to him. But there that day, that man was obedient to the voice of the Lord and he held the knife up over the son, the body of his son. And he's fixing to bring this knife down and kill his son and offer him to the Lord. And the Lord said, stop. And there over in the thicket, there was a ram that was caught. And there that day, Abraham was so excited because God provided a sacrifice. God took care of it and God provided. And it's amazing to me, and I love one of the greatest terms in the Bible is Jehovah Jireh. And Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide. And Abraham said that day that I'm going to call this mountain Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. I am glad today that the Lord will provide. I am thankful today to be reminded that no matter how much need I have, no much how, no, it doesn't matter how much desire I have, I'm glad that I serve a God that will provide for His people. As I look at what He did for Abraham, He can do the same for us today. As I look at what He did for the 5,000, He can do the same for us today. As I look at this great miracle that took place in the book of Matthew, I see three things that this miracle proved. Number one, that Christ truly is the bread of life. How Jesus took five loaves and two fishes and He multiplied. Friend, Jesus is the bread of life. How 5,000 people were hungry and thirsty. They were empty inside. Friend, Jesus filled them up that day. I want you to know that Jesus can fill us up today. Jesus truly is the bread of life. In John chapter 6, the Pharisees argued with Him. They did not like the concept of what Jesus, that He was alone the bread of life. But friend, Jesus is the bread of life. May I tell you that Jesus is filling today. Jesus can satisfy you. Jesus can fulfill you. Jesus can provide for you. Number two that this miracle proved that truly the one greater than Moses was here. In John's, uh, in John's story of this, in John chapter 6, 
uh, at the very end of this miracle. I love this. But it said in verse 14 of John chapter 6, Then those men that had seen the miracle that Jesus did said, This is of a truth that thou prophet should come into the world. You see, all of these Jews have always, when they thought about bread and they thought about manna, they always, their mind always went to Moses. Their mind always related that to Moses because of the manna in the wilderness. And those stories, they always related that to Moses. And to see what Jesus did to prove that the one greater than Moses was here. And you see, those Jews were so hung up on Moses and they were so hung up on Abraham. And friend, those were great men. They were awesome men. They were great men of God. But nobody can take the place of Jesus Christ. Jesus is greater than Moses. Jesus is greater than Abraham. Jesus is greater than Muhammad. Jesus is greater than any president, than any prime minister. Friend, Jesus is a cut above all. Friend, He's above all. And this miracle proved that Moses wasn't the greatest. Abraham wasn't the greatest. But this miracle proved that truly Jesus was greater than them all. And I'm glad He is today. He's greater than all. Number three, it proved that the power and the authority of God rested upon the shoulders of Jesus Christ. That when this man acted and when he talked and when he did, this wasn't just any normal man, that this truly was the Son of the living God. Every day, every time, every period, God had somebody or something that He used to manifest who He was. In that day, He used His Son, Jesus Christ, to manifest to the lost and dying world His power and authority. And when Jesus acted, He acted upon the authority of God. When He did, He did in the power of God. And when these people seen this, they knew there was something different here because of what He did and what this miracle was. Truly, this could only happen by the authority and power of God. Friend, I'm glad today that I have that power and that authority upon my life. And if you're saved today, I want you to understand that that's what we have in the Lord today. There is power and authority in our life, not from us, but from above. And when they looked on Jesus and they seen this miracle, this miracle proved that this man was different. This was a God-man. <laughs> this was the Son of the living God. And that's who He was. That's who He still is today. Friend, He's still the Son of the living God. He's not dead. Hello? If you're down today, if you're in need, if you're in want, may I remind you that our Heavenly Father is still alive. May I tell you that our Savior is still on His throne. He still is working today. His power is still real. His power is still alive. God's not dead. He knows what you're going through. He knows your needs and your desires and your wants. If you're lacking today, He knows what you stand in need of. May I tell you, God's not dead. He's still on His throne. And God can and He will provide. Our God is a God of provision. How can He do what He did? Because He's the Creator of the universe. If He created all of this, then He has the power to do whatever He wants to do. Because that's my God. That's who He is. And I'm glad that I can call Him my personal Savior today. Amen? He's not just the God of the world. He's not just a universal God. He can be a personal God today. He can be a personal God. He can be a personal Savior. Now, I want you to look at this story. If you're with me, say amen. Brother Trey came to me this morning. He said, you got six points in your sermon? 
I said, no, that's just part of the introduction. Now we're getting to the other three points, so they'll be quick. I want you to look here, Matthew chapter 14. I want you to notice verse 15. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place. And the time is now past, and the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. Number one, notice the despair of the multitude. Can we go back to verse 14? Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and He healed their sick. Here's a multitude of people that is getting what they need from the Lord. They are receiving the healing. They are receiving the power. They are receiving everything that they need until it gets to supper time. And they get everything they need in Jesus. And then the Bible says right here in verse 15 that when it was evening, the disciples came and said, this is a desert place. The word desert means a dry place. It means a desolate place. It means a wasted place. May I tell you that if you're walking with Jesus, you're never in a desert place. May I tell you if you're walking with Jesus, you're never in a wasted place. You're not wasting your time if you're walking with the Lord, okay? And here they were. They got everything they needed in the daytime. But here come evening time. It was time to eat. The food wasn't prepared. The food wasn't there. And they said, well... Here we are. Now we got to go back to town. We got to leave Jesus and we got to go back and we got to get our our needs met by another source. Friend, they had Jesus right there. They were walking with the Lord and everything was good as long as they got everything they needed. Isn't it amazing as Christians how selfish we can be in our relationship with the Lord that we walk with the Lord as long as we get and we have everything we need. And sometimes we walk with Him and we're walking with Him and everything's good because we have everything we need. But as soon as we don't have what we need, they say, hey, let's go somewhere else. Let's go get get our need met somewhere else. Friend, it don't work that way. It shouldn't be that way. May I tell you, the prosperity gospel is very damaging. Because here it is. It is possible to be saved and live in a desert place. And this is what I mean. It's possible to be saved and go through hard times. Did y'all hear me? Just because you're going through a hard time does not mean God left you. Jesus was there with that multitude in the valley. He was there the whole time. It is possible for you to be saved and go through trials at the same time. Do you remember the the nation of Israel? God provided the Passover lamb. He brought them out of Egyptian bondage. Three days they sang. Three days. Boy, it was praise unto the Lord. Three days later they got thirsty and they said, God, we want to go back to Egypt. That's horrible. Do you remember Naomi? Do you remember the, the story there with Ruth and Naomi and her husband and two sons were living in the promised land? And the Bible said there was a famine in the land. Look, if you're living with the Lord, there may be tough times, but there's truly never a true famine when you're walking with the Lord. There may be tough times, there may be dark times, but I want you to know there's never truly a famine when you're walking with the Lord. And so they went on to Moab because they heard bread was in Moab. So when they got to Moab, her two sons and her husband died. She lost everything she had. The Bible says that when she came home to Bethlehem, notice what she said. She said, I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Wait a minute. When she left, she said there was a famine in the land. She didn't know what a famine was until she got out of the will of God. 
in the despair that she had there living in the promised land, she got so down and there was a dry time in her life. And she said, well, I'm going to go somewhere else to find my needs, to find my needs met. I'm going to go somewhere else to get everything that I need. I'm going to go to Moab to find my bread. Friend, Jesus has, has enough bread for you today. Jesus can provide everything you need. If you're in despair today, if you're in that desert place, and listen, child of God, we all go through that time. We all go through that time in our life where we have the dry spells, where we have the discouraging times, where we have the trying times. But friend, that moment and that day is not the time to walk away and go to the world and get your need met somewhere else. These people were in despair, but they were walking with Jesus. And if you're walking with Jesus, times may be tough. But may I remind you of the power and the authority that He has. May I remind you of the ability that He has. If you're walking with Jesus, He's all you need this morning. He's all that you need. Well, man, it's tough time, so I'm going to turn away walking with Jesus. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Stay with Him. Hey, preacher, I'm in the desert. Stay with Jesus. Stay with Him. Preacher, you have no idea how much need that I have. You have no idea the trials that I'm in. Stay with Jesus. Don't ever walk away. Notice what he said. Notice the commands of Christ here. If you're with me, say amen. Notice the commands. Number one, he said in verse 16, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. The first command he said is do not leave. Do not walk away. Listen to me. The solution never will be walking away from the Lord. If you are in need, if you need help today, walking away from the Lord will never help you. The problem is only beginning if you walk away from God today. If they would have walked away, I promise you their problem was just starting. First thing Jesus said is, do not leave. Child of God, do not leave Him. Do not walk away from Him. The grass is not greener on the other side. Can somebody hear me today? The grass is not greener on the other side. If you have a need, if you need a provision today, trust and rely on the Lord. Do not leave. You know the second command? He said, bring it to me. Bring me what you have. Now, in John's story of this, we know it was a little boy that had these five loaves and these two fishes. And this is all they had among these 5,000-something people. They had... Five loaves of bread and two fish. That's all they had. And Jesus said, I don't know and don't care what all you have, but what you have, you bring to me. And when these people brought this to Jesus, you know what it's showing me? That they trusted Him. Because they didn't know how they were going to eat, but this is all they had. Could you imagine the people thinking, well, I'm going to steal these two, these two fishes. Well, I'm going to get some of that bread. I'll get it before they hand it to Him. Man, I'd imagine there would have been a fight that day. There'd probably been a fight here, promised land, huh? Man, that's just two fishes and five loaves of bread. You better get ready. We're going to have a round now. And he said, bring it to me. You take what you have and you bring it to me. You trust in me that I'm going to provide for you. And when he said, you stay here and you bring it to me, he's saying, don't look anywhere else. You look at me. You bring me what you have and you trust in me and I'm going to take care of you. Let me tell you something. You cannot outgive God today. You hear me? You cannot outgive God. 
If you're in your desert place, that's not the time to quit giving. It's not the time to quit doing. It's not the time to quit tithing. It's not the time to quit praying. It's not the time to quit studying our Bible, friend. You keep on and you give all to the Lord during your time of of a desert place. Friend, this is the time that we get closer with the Lord rather than walking the other way. And he said, sit down. You stay here. Okay, don't leave. Bring me what you got. And this is the last command he said. I want you to come sit in the grass. To me, that is awesome. Because wait a minute, I thought they were in the desert. (laughs) And that word grass in the Greek uh, is a term that represents green grass. This is a kind of grass that is good for livestock. I'm talking about this is green grass. This is pretty grass. I'm talking about this is thick grass. Wait a minute, I thought we were in the desert. Hello? Oh, wait a minute. I thought everything was dry and there, there wasn't any good place to be. And Jesus said, right here in the midst of this desert place, you come sit in the green grass and you sit down and you rest while I work all of this out for you. Isn't that beautiful? Man, I love that. Here's all this green grass. Man, all of this wonderful, comfortable place to come in the midst of a deserted place. Hey, this place was dry, this place was desolate, and all of a sudden, here's a green patch of grass. Brother Bull, you love green grass, don't you? You love to mow grass. And right in the middle of a desert is a patch of grass. He said, y'all just come sit down. Y'all just come rest. Don't worry about all that desert. i got some pretty green grass right here. Y'all just come and rest. Don't you fret anymore about what you're going to eat tonight. Don't you fret anymore about how you're going to make it. You just give me what you've got and you sit down and you watch me work. Friend, we've got to get out of His way this morning. He has got that patch of green grass open for us. And He says, sit down and rest. Quit worrying about it. And let me be your King. Let me provide for you. Oh, if we would just sit down and let Him be the God of our life. If we would just sit down and quit trying to do His job. Hey, we don't need to do His job. Y'all hear me? All eyes up here. We don't need to do His job. He don't need any help. He said, I provided a place for you to sit down and get some rest. Don't worry about it. I'm a worrier. That's my wife. I worry about everything. I worry about everything. And there's no sense in it. The Lord said, you trust in me. You rely on me. And I'm going to provide. You just sit down and rest. Hey, child of God, won't we just sit down and rest? Won't we let the Lord work? Let's not get in His way. He said, here's this green grass. Just sit down and let me be the God of your life. You know, a lot of times we don't let God be God. Sometimes we hinder His Word. Sometimes we get in His way. Let's sit down and let's relax and let's just trust Him. Do y'all believe He can? Ask. Seek. Knock. And it shall be open unto you. Sit down and relax and let the Lord do this. Two or three weeks ago, I'm preaching to me this morning, okay? Two or three weeks ago, I had a need. And, I, and I've mentioned this, I pray so generically. Lord, just take care. It's just an umbrella term. It says, Lord, take care. I believe God wants us to get specific sometimes. And I was telling Lacey, I, I pray, Lord, take care of this. Lord, take care of this. But I never got specific and I never asked for anything. Well, I never got it. You know, sometimes, we, God, why are we here? Well, we never ask for help. And one Saturday morning, I woke up and it was on me. And that verse, ask, seek, knock. 
I said, Lord, this is what I need. Lord, you do what you need to do. This is what I need. Within 24 hours, he met it in two different ways. He met my need in two different ways. That only God knew what I was praying. Only God knew what I needed. And God provided for me. That's Jesus. That's a power that is above all other powers. And I'm glad today. I'm glad today that He can meet our need. I want you to notice this last point here. If you're with me, say Amen. Notice the provision of the Savior. He said, y'all just sit down. He took five loaves and two fishes. And looking into heaven, He blessed and break and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat. Isn't that awesome? How do you explain what took place that day? God is the only way to explain it. You don't have to try to explain it when God's involved. Just get out of the way and let Him get the glory and the credit for it. Amen? God did this. 5,000 people starving to death got filled off of five loaves and two fishes. My God is good. And He is able to provide for every need. Now here it is. And they were filled. Isn't that awesome? And they were filled. It didn't say that they needed dessert. Hello? (laughs) They were filled. That what God provided for them fit their need for the time. And it filled them and they weren't looking or longing for anything else. I'm glad that God can fill us like nobody or nothing else can. Let me tell you that Jesus is the bread of life this morning. And He can fill you. He can fill you and satisfy you of every longing that you have. Jesus can satisfy your soul. Hey, keep going out there in the drugs, in the alcohol. That stuff will never fill you. But you get a hold of Jesus and you watch what happens. You know why I think dope heads are dope heads? Because they ain't got a good dose of Jesus yet. And that dose of Jesus is better than any kind of drug can ever give you. Let me tell you something. Jesus will fill you today. He will satisfy your every longing. They were filled. You know what? They were leftovers. Isn't that awesome? Man, I'm smiling when there's leftovers from a fish fry. Man, I'm telling you, I love it. I love cold fish. Ain't nothing better than waking up the next morning eating that cold fish. I preached that revival over and cross it. Y'all had this fish fry. Y'all were uh, feasting on your fish, you know. Y'all were so happy. I couldn't eat it. I had to go preach. Come home and Miss Clarice had fixed me a gallon bag of fish. I said, boy, I can't wait till in the morning time. Put it in the fridge. Ain't nothing better than leftovers. And they had all these leftovers. They said, they ain't enough. And then there was more than they could even count. They couldn't, even, they couldn't even eat all that God provided for them. Because that's how good God is. Let me tell you something. That day that Abraham had that knife and he was fixing to kill his son, he had complete faith in the Lord. And there he looked and God had provided. May I tell you, as God provided for Abraham, He can provide for you today. As God provided for those hungry Israelites in the wilderness, He can provide for you today. As He provided for this multitude, He can provide for us today. If you're here today and you've never been saved, I want to encourage you to be saved today. I want to invite you to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Listen to me. God can provide for you a way to be saved. Y'all hear that? 
You do not have to go to hell. You do not have to go to hell. You can be saved because God has provided for you. Well, preacher, if I go to church enough, nope. He don't need you to do anything. He's not impressed by your work today. He's already provided salvation for you. And it's Jesus, the bread of life. Isn't it good? Boy, they were filled. I'm glad He satisfies our souls today. If you're here this morning and you've never been saved, would you get saved today? Child of God, maybe you're in that desert place. Maybe you're in that place of dryness, wasted land, desolate. And you just have some needs. Just go to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. When's the last time you've gone to Him and said, God, I need your help in this? When's the last time you truly knocked on that door? When's the last time you truly asked Him for help? That Saturday, I laid there guilty. I laid there shameful. I thought, boy, I preached to all them people about talking to the Lord and asking, and I never asked God for help. And as soon as I asked Him for help, I got everything I needed. He'll give you what you need this morning. He'll do it in a different way than you think He is. He does it in His own way. But He can satisfy your soul. I see families out here working so hard to get filled. It's sad. People killing themselves to get filled by the world. Friend, quit trying to let this world feed you and let Jesus feed you today. Let Him fill you up. Let's stand. The altars are going to be open. The invitation is open. If you need to join this church, if you need to make a public decision, I want to invite you to do it right now. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Miss Jennifer's playing very softly. If you have a decision to make, would you come today? These altars are open. If you need to be saved, come on right now. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Nobody's looking around. If you need to make a decision, let's do it right now. She's going to keep playing. I want y'all to look at me a minute. Why did Jesus do what He did that day? And I want to go back to verse 14. And the Bible said, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion. Over in Matthew chapter 9. But when He saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion on them. God looks down on us and He sees our need. He sees everything. But He's moved with compassion. It stirs the Lord when we're in need. It stirs Him up. There's nobody that loves you more than the Lord. I want to remind you today, there's nobody that is more concerned about you than God. There's nobody that loves you more than your Heavenly Father today. He loves you so much that He gave you His only begotten Son. And I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. I didn't know what that meant till I had Connor. And I know what that means now, Brother Allen. Because I love you, but I do not love you enough to give you my only son. That's an awesome God, ain't it? Moved with compassion. God sees your need. And He's concerned today. Would you come to Him? She's going to keep playing. Y'all come. You need to be saved. He's got God stirred up today. If you're lost, He's moved with compassion, wanting to save you. Y'all come right now. These altars are open. Y'all come.